thanks to Fly Corporate. Direct flights to Brisbane from Tamworth. Book at flycorporate.com.au. Fly Corporate, your regional airline. Yo, yo, check this out. Yeah, check this out. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. With JG and Jack for breakfast. 92.9. I just love the good energy that comes from my radio. The way to wake up. Awesome to listen to. Yeah, they're good. Love it. Tamworth. Let's go. Go, go, go. Now flying direct from Tamworth to Brisbane, flycorporate.com.au. You ever lost something? You maybe, I don't know, you left it on a train or a plane or something like that? I certainly have. I've lost, you know, maybe $20, $30 of bits and pieces. I think I lost a iPod thing once on a train. But how about a $250,000 vintage violin? Hence the violins in the background. Some beautiful Vivaldi action this morning. A man's done exactly that. He has left a 250,000 pound violin on a train. The man that picked up needed to be convinced that he would not be arrested before handing back to its owner at a late night car park rendezvous, according to the retired detective who led the negotiation. Musician and expert violinist Stephen Morris was reunited with the 310-year-old violin on Friday night after leaving it on a southeastern train last month, prompting a UK nationwide appeal for its return. He was tired after a long day recording at Abbey Road Studios. He's just name-dropping stuff now. And Morris left the violin on the London-Victoria to Oppingham train when he got off at Penji East for his home in Sydney. The man who picked it up initially was treated as a suspect when CCTV images of him with the violin were released by the British Transport Police last week. After publication of the appeal last Thursday, which has since been deleted by the police, a man referred to himself as Gene contacted Morris via Twitter to say he recognised the person in the picture. It took two days of negotiations to pursue Gene to show up with the violin. The police officer looking after the negotiation said there was no ransom, we just appealed to his better nature. It was a combination of reassurance and human decency that this was a serious piece of history that we wanted back. It was, get it back to us, reassured that you're not going to be jumped on or get arrested. After two previous suggested drop-offs fell through, Panet, the police officer, eventually convinced Gene to bring the violin to Stephen Morris at a car park next to a Beckingham railway station after 10pm late on a Friday night while it was raining. Now, I don't know. I don't know how many thriller movies you've seen or gangster flicks, but that sounds like the seediest location ever to do some kind of old violin drop-off in the rain, middle of London, 10 o'clock on a Friday night next to a railway yard. I mean, if there's a high probability of you getting jumped on and rolled and bashed by some shonky cop, it'd have to be there. I'm wondering, what were the other two drop-off points? You know what I mean? If he wanted to rock up with the violin at that drop-off point, what were the other two seedy locations that the cops were trying to drop off the violin at? Regardless, he rocked up with there with the violin, the 300,000-pound violin that's 310 years old, and the muso got it back. So, well done. 
Apparently when the uh, violinist originally got home and told his wife that he'd left it on the train, she said, you hear that? That's me playing the world's smallest violin. Go from Scully Park to South Bank. Fly Corporate. Now flying direct from Townworth to Brisbane. Book now at flycorporate.com.au. JB and Jack for breakfast on 92.9. I nearly got away with it. Uh, we did our own office sweepstake here yesterday and I think I got the dud horse that came second and then got relegated down to fourth spot. But I nearly got away with it because Holly, who's looking after our sweepstake here, she's the uh, you know minister of gaming and regulations here in our office. She nearly gave me the envelope saying I was I'd won second, and I think it was about six dollars or something I'd won. Um, and she handed me the envelope with the cash. I nearly got away with it before Dunny, who's our expert horse expert here at the station, went na 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 na. You're not having that. There was a bit of a... Uh, obviously, someone was very quick at putting the envelopes together and didn't know about the, uh, the, the, the turnaround and the protest. So I, ne- I nearly got away with it, but I've still got to discuss who exactly took out our sweepstake here. But how about this? One punter uh, managed to turn $20 into 90000 yesterday. He got correctly picked the winner of the AFL Grand Final, the NRL Grand Final, and the Melbourne Cup. Unbelievable. The odds for that are 4,522.5. I didn't know you had 0.5 in odds, but anyway, apparently you do. To one. Unbelievable. $20 he put on that for Richmond to win the AFL, the Sydney Roosters to win the NRL, and Valen declared to win the Melbourne Cup, and from that twenty bucks, ninety thousand dollars. Not bad. Go from Scully Park to South Bank. Fly Corporate now flying direct from Townworth to Brisbane. Book now at flycorporate.com.au. JB and Jack for breakfast on ninety two point nine. A McDonald's Mac Cafe coffee break at nineteen to eight. And it's all thanks to McDonald's. And, of course, they have bought back. They've listened to the people. They've bought back 30 days and 30 deals. A different unbelievable deal every day in November. Download the MyMackers app today and you could score a large thick shake for just $2. And tomorrow it's $1 large fries. What an awesome deal. And there's one every single day throughout the month of November. So download that MyMackers app today and get amongst that fun. I wish Jack was in here to give me his viewpoints about this one. This was brought to our attention over the weekend. It was posted on a local uh, Tamworth Facebook group. And I noticed the post, I'm pretty sure, has now been removed, but it was sent in to us and it garnered some very interesting uh, viewpoints about this. It's an event that Sydney is hosting in February, February 15, 2020 in the afternoon. It's actually been hosted by What's On Sydney, which is obviously the New South Wales government tourism arm. And it is Sydney's huge summer water fight. It's they, they claim it is the host of the biggest, most exhilarating water fight event ever to hit Sydney. The event is free. Just show up there and get ready for the biggest water fight of your life. I don't know how the water fight works. I don't know whether it's water bombs, water balloons, water pistols, whatever it is, it's apparently the biggest water fight in Australia. And I'm just wondering, and this was the viewpoint that was brought up on one of the local Facebook groups, is 
while we're in such a massive drought, which is literally starting to bite Sydney, is this the wisest use of water? I think anyone out there would argue possibly no, but, you know, at the extent of having a little bit of fun in February 2020, uh, who knows? I can't get any research or information and we'll certainly ask the question about where the water from this is coming from. But, I mean, even the dam in Sydney is now below 50% for their main water source. So, you know, this will eventually start biting the cities if things don't get better anytime soon. Is it just harmless fun for a couple of hours in the middle of February? Or is it the fact that Sydney still feels a little bit like they're out of mind, out of sight, it's not affecting them, so let's just waste water by filling up some Super Soaker 200s and running around spraying one another? What do you reckon? Six seven six double two nine two nine, or you can chat away on Facebook as well. That is our McDonald's Mac Cafe coffee break. Fly Corporate are now flying direct from Townworth to Brisbane, the place where they don't even know how to spell beer. Book your tickets now at flycorporate.com.au. JB and Jack for breakfast on 92.9. I've got to mention too, yesterday, the 5th of November, a very iconic day in history. It's Guy Fawkes Day in the United Kingdom where they basically go around and light a whole bunch of stuff on fire. And that was, of course, after Guy Fawkes, who his real name was Guido Forks, and he, of course, stockpiled a whole bunch of gunpowder under the UK Parliament to light the whole place up in fire after a little bit of a disagreement with uh, King James I and restoring a Catholic monarch to the throne. Unfortunately, uh, all that stockpiled gunpowder under the House of Lords ended up being discovered. It was prompted by an anonymous letter to search Westminster Palace during the early hours of the 5th of November where they found Guy Fawkes there busting him red-handed, guarding all the explosives. He was questioned and tortured over the next few days and confessed to wanting to blow up the House of Lords. Uh, immediately before his execution on the 31st of January, 1606, Guy Fawkes threw himself from the gaff scaffold where he was to be hanged and broke his neck, thus avoiding the agony of being hanged drawn and quartered, which was a crime for treason back in those <laughs> the good old days. Uh, and, of course, he became synonymous with the gunpowder plot, the failure of which was commemorated, uh, commemorated in the UK's Guy Fawkes Night on the 5th of November. Go from Scully Park to South Bank, Fly Corporate. Now flying direct from Townworth to Brisbane. Book now at flycorporate.com.au. JB and Jack for breakfast on 92.9.